Disclaimer, all music streamed on this podcast is protected by Section 108 of the U.S. Copyright Act which states that copyrighted work reproduced for purposes of criticism and comment are not an infringement of copyright. But with that being said, let's set sail on the virtual ocean. Let me welcome you to the show. 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 Hello world, welcome to episode 4 of the Virtual Ocean. I'm your captain, J.Ram. If you're tuning in to this show for the first time, this is the Vaporwave Discovery Podcast. The show follows a Let's Listen format. We play Vaporwave and Vaporwave-related music, and I share my thoughts and feelings about them. If you don't know what Vaporwave is, Vaporwave is a musical genre that was born on the internet. It's known for its broken 80s aesthetics and consists of distorted or slowed down samples, extremely experimental structures, and vague commentaries on modern capitalism. The genre is like a haunting of the future that never was. The way I like to format the show is by having one episode that focuses on a subgenre and having another episode that focuses on a specific album. Last episode, we had a taste of the genre called hypnagogic. Hypnagogic Vaporwave is a dreamy type vaporwave genre, and we were joined by the Bay Area rapper Savage Mind. If you haven't listened to that episode, that that episode is up uh, for your enjoyment. We go into a little bit of the um, the artists who compose uh, Hypnagogic, the recommended artists. But in this episode, we are going to dive deep into the iconic Hypnagogic album. Birth of a New Day by 2814, also known as the album. The album is also known as Atarashi Hino Tanjo. Uh, this is my first time listening to this album, and it may be yours as well. If it isn't, I invite you to join us anyway as we sail to the cyber dystopia. 2814 is an ambient duo from the UK, and this album was released in 2015 and is one of the best selling albums. On Bandcamp. Vaporwave, when done well, is one of the most immersive musical genres out there. The way that immersion comes through varies from subgenre to subgenre. Sometimes immersion can come from appealing to one's nostalgia, other times it can come from environmental ambiance. Birth of a New Day is an album that is known for its immersion into a bleak sci fi dystopia. I'm super excited to give this album a listen with you all. Uh, side note, I apologize in advance for my butchering of the foreign pronunciation of these tracks. This goes for all my past mispronunciations and every single one that will happen in the future because Vaporwave is full of a lot of artists using Japanese characters and Chinese characters because it's aesthetic. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's set sail together to the crime-ridden, gritty metropolis 
of 2814's Birth of a New Day. So this first track is called Restore. We listened to this track with Savage Mind in episode 3. But to start the album off, we will begin here. And it is pronounced Huifu in Chinese. I believe it is Chinese. And without further ado, let's begin this album together.
that is track one titled Restore. That track is a very interesting welcoming to the world of this album. I think what I liked a lot about that was that it doesn't really introduce you to the world. It kind of just drops you right in the middle of it. You, well, not you, but me, I definitely felt by the sounds of the uh, the echoing the echoing the echoing piano the sounds of the the sirens in the city there's a sense of sorrow and a sense of hopelessness that i kind of felt from that track and i felt like i was feeling that in the middle of a very busy busy place and this busy place works without any real meaning it it just felt like i was in an environment that has a lot of mechanisms has a lot of functions it's very active but active for what reason no real reason there is no real purpose um that's sort of the emotion i got from that track and um it definitely just punches you straight into the world of this album and I'm excited to continue this on with you with track two titled Distant Lovers, pronounced Toku no Aikoka. So this is track two.
And that is track two titled Distant Lovers. Wow, what a ambient track that was. Um, right from the get-go, I started to feel like... I started to have a a a sweet feeling. A sweet feeling from the first uh, couple minutes of that track. Especially tailing off of the the hopelessness and the dreariness of the first track, that that inkling, that inkling of joy that I felt when I clearly have been plunged into a place where I don't feel anything was very, um, was much more emotional than I thought. I didn't think I'd be getting emotional on a, on this early in the album and for this album period. Uh, the title "Distant Lovers" resonates with how I felt. Actually, um, there were there were moments where I kind of felt pulled at the heartstrings, as if in this bleak place, um, I am uh, reminiscing on on a time when I used to feel love for something, and that's sort of the the feeling I got from from that track. And I sort of pictured myself waiting for, for like a subway. Uh, I'm like underground waiting for for a subway ride, and I'm just sitting there, you know, with nothing else to do. So I reminisce on the times where I had joy. And the track uh, drones on for a bit. And what I liked about what Savage Mind said in the last episode was that when tracks drone out for a long time, it sort of draws your attention to time itself. And when things, uh, the when the the most minuscule things start to change, and when the most minuscule things start to come up, you you really pay attention to that. And that happened in this track. I think about um, three or four minutes in, you had the same, you had the same hypnotic groove that's going on, that's uh, resolving itself. It's feeling good. It's feeling uh, sad. And then you hear a loud crescendo and a screech. From that uh, little synth uh, keyboard sound, uh, I'm I'm not versed in, in that kind of uh, instrument, so I don't really know what sound that is. But that loud screech uh, took me out, took me out a bit. It felt as if it felt as if the track was telling me to wake up from that daydream of feeling love and feeling joy, and it reminded me that I am in this city, this bleak city, this bleak purpose purposeless city and it is just a reminder of pulling me back to reality and a reminder of where i am so that was actually an emotional track and i didn't expect that a very very good second track i really love the ambiance in that so we're gonna go ahead and continue to the third track titled shinjuku golden street also pronounced shinjuku gorodengai
And that is track three titled Shinjuku Golden Street. Now, this track I felt more connected to the life of the city. And when I say life of the city, I mean that we are in a city, so we are surrounded by hundreds of other people, strangers that are going their own paths, walking past us, walking in the same direction, standing on the sidewalk. Um, this album brought me to the the actual streets of the city and it felt like a long long stroll through very very bright neon lights excessively bright um i imagine five times the brightness of uh times square everywhere a lot of purple a lot of pinks <laughs> um very aesthetic but excessively neon and I felt as I was walking down the street, it was around the hours of 3.30 a.m. And it is extremely packed as if it was prime time in the real life uh, at 12 noon in the financial district in San Francisco. So extremely packed, extremely busy. Um, that's why I felt walking down the street from this track. And it felt as if the street never ended. Um, I kept walking and the, the scenery just didn't really change. Um, it was all just a jumbled um, saturation of lights, um, people far too close to each other, people selling things on stands. And, you know, this is the city that uh, this album paints us. And it is a very bustling city, but... Towards the end of the track, they introduced this sound. It sounds like a faded operatic scream. Um, it sounded like a a woman almost crying for help. It didn't sound like a pleasant sound, but it fades in and out. And towards the very last few seconds of the track, when the track comes down a little bit, we're kind of kept with that sound. And what that sound sort of gave me was a feeling of almost... A, a reminder of what this city is built on. And it's built on immorals, immorality. So crime, um, doing the wrong things, selfish pursuits. Um, it reminded me that beneath all the bright lights, there is a sort of hell that uh, this place is. And it's very subtle, but it is there. And if that wasn't there, I think this album would just be a transportation into a sci-fi futuristic city. But it's the small elements like that that make this album dystopian and make it a little evil. And I really appreciate that. And it, whew, just that that world building through that through that subtlety, just shows how these this duo from the UK are just masters at ambiance. And so we will continue with the album with track four titled Drifting, also pronounced Fuato.
And that is track four titled Drifting. And Drifting indeed, that track puts you in. Um, where do I begin? I feel like with this track, it really puts the the definition into the word hypnagogic. Um, I don't think I defined hypnagogic in this episode. So for those who don't know what hypnagogic means, hypnagogic is the state between waking and sleeping. Uh, this genre of, of vaporwave is titled hypnagogic based off of the prior uh, genre that preceded it called hypnagogic pop. And I think when vaporwave took its own form of hypnagogic, it was able to transform uh, the the elements that are that are ambient from hypnagogic pop into something extremely more ambient and immersive. And in the case with this track, um, there was something very that sounded a lot like a lullaby. Um, it was kind of putting me to sleep in a good way. It was it was relaxing. It kind of made me forget where I was. I imagine this uh, this track kind of put me in in my my single bedroom apartment in this dystopian city in my uh twin sized bed not even twin sized um my mattress is very very tough uh i don't have much space i haven't cleaned my room in a long time i live by myself and i'm looking out the window and it is just a bright neon light of the city and i close my eyes to go to sleep to sort of forget this this strange world i'm in and kind of reminisce more on that distant lover i was thinking about back in track two um sort of closing my eyes and trying to remember that um i'm getting this feeling so far from this album that this is an album that is actually about love in a way i think the through line with this is the feeling of of finding the emotion that is tied to love in a place that doesn't necessarily um, have emotion at all uh, in a moral place, uh, in a moral bright neon place. And this uh, track, the thing with this track that really stood out to me was that guitar that was joining on. Um, because it's it sounded extremely uh, tangible. A lot of uh, the thing with this genre and throughout this album is that there's a lot of sounds that are very... Um, sort of coming from a from a, a muffled place, I guess, and that guitar sounding really sharp and really tangible kind of made me feel again that I was, you know, a human being, and um, I'm not a, a machine, um, or a human that has gotten his soul ripped out of him to become a machine, and sort of reminded me of the fact that I can feel something, and uh, guitar. You know, guitar is string plucked uh, through the medium of air. Uh, well, in this case, it's through uh, electronic waves. But uh, there's something about that sound overlaid with the um, the the escapism of the the droning um, melodies in the back that I just think um, really uh, completed the 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 sound for me. Like I said in the last track, I think the subtleties with this album is what is what makes it. If you remove those little subtleties, uh, you really just get like a, a boring, a boring uh, ambient album. But there's there's something 
about the little touches, little dabs that they do in this album that actually uh, that I really like about it, and it gives it 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 elevates it in a way. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and continue to the fifth track of the album titled "Sorrow," also known as "Heite."
And that is track five titled Sorrow. A very um, unexpectedly kind of groovy track. Um, it, it kind of uh, brought me, uh, it kind of took me by surprise how um, laid back that track is. Um, when I closed my eyes and listened to it, it sort of made me think about, um, I sort of thought a lot about the the repetitiveness. Uh, obviously, that's a staple of ambient music is the repetition and the ambiance. Um, I started to think about, uh, you know, where I am in this city. I am trying to go to sleep, but I can't. And I reminisce again about that distant lover from track two. And uh, I feel a sense of sorrow. And that kind of makes me happy. Because this is a city that is very emotionless. It's very cold. And I have sort of rediscovered the feeling of sorrow and sadness and uh that in and of itself has sort of awoken me and brought me to where i am and so i wake up get out of my bed and i can't go back to sleep it is you know 4 a.m and i'm still in the city and um technically that track uh when I say technically, I mean from a technical standpoint. Um, I think probably my least favorite uh, as of right now going through the album. Um, probably because of its uh, length. Um, I think nine minutes without you know too much to go on with that track uh, has sort of kind of made it a bit of a low point for me in the album. But I still am enjoying the hell out of this album. So we're going to go ahead and continue with track six titled true love actually um what a coincidence uh, i think i'm onto something here with this album uh the track is titled true love also pronounced shinjitsu no koi
And that is track number six, True Love. And indeed, that is a track of true love. Um, Carrying on with this ongoing story that I'm feeling from this album, that I'm personally feeling, uh, this track, you know, has me getting out of bed um, at around 4 or 5 a.m., running into the city again and feeling this emotion of love and looking around the city and seeing the neon and seeing the neon lights and you know it looks exactly the same as it did in the beginning of the album but with this sort of newfound emotion this rediscovered emotion of love it all looks uh beautiful and i take it in and um it's a bit of an awakening uh for me you know that's that's sort of the the feeling i got from this track and um what I, the, the choice I loved about this track was that was that snare. Uh, me and Brandon have, have both been in marching band. Uh, percussion was a big part of our lives growing up. And um, for me, uh, the sound of a snare brings back a sense of nostalgia and, and innocence. And, you know, the I really appreciated the use of that in this track. And, you know, it, it did bring me to a time personally when uh, love was different. You know, when you're a kid, love is very different. And in the setting of this album, that feeling of of love and and nostalgia, which is also a ongoing trope of Vaporwave itself, uh, it really did embody itself in this track, at least for me. Um, you know, it did feel a lot like I was running through the same streets, the same golden street that um was described in track three but you know i'm running by everybody i'm running by the the infinite bustle of the people and i just feel better uh reminiscing and thinking about my my distant lover (laughs) um that was a very good ambient track i really appreciated that uh that snare sound did what the guitar did for me in um uh track four i believe uh it's it added a sense of tangibility it added a sense of of connection and clarity uh, in a world where there is no clarity and there is no motion. <sighs> Great track. Um, we're going to go ahead and continue to the penultimate track, track number seven, titled Telepathy, um, also known as Terapashi.
شما میتونم بیارم Brandon, would you mind pulling up the lyrics for that and seeing if there's a translation of that final part? Thank you. That is track seven of Telepathy, and it is the longest track as of right now in the album and it is definitely the most intense with the ambiance it it's very drowning um i felt like this with this track i i felt like the running i did in the last track has brought me to the same spot which is the subway spot from earlier in the album and for some reason i was drawn to come back to this place which was where I reminisced on my distant lover. And, you know, sitting there uh, and, you know, waiting for something, uh, I am filled with emotion, and I no longer have this sense of hopelessness and this sense of uh, blank slate feelings that I had from the beginning of the album. And the the length of this track of about 10 minutes kind of felt like I was sitting next to that subway spot, that underground subway spot again, and um, just contemplating everything, but with a different lens, with my newfound feeling of emotion. And I was very surprised at the end uh, with that little conversation. Um, And it kind of just felt like the distant lover I was thinking about this entire album has come to the same spot as well to meet me as if she was thinking about the same thing hence the track name telepathy um the laser sounds in the middle of the song were an interesting addition there were a lot of little subtleties that i think uh could uh be easily uh looked over i think there were some little drum patterns that would come in and out um in addition to those laser sounds (laughs) Like I said, I'm not an expert at electronic sounds, but it sounded like lasers and, you know, very little interesting touches. But uh, uh, definitely for me, it was the it was the halting of the music in favor of the conversation. Brandon, have you found anything on that final part? Uh, I haven't found anything in particular, but supposedly uh, tele- te- telepath telepathy was the name of the track. Yeah, um, supposedly. It's someone he collaborated with on this album. Um, So it could be an homage to maybe like a conversation they had about these kinds of things Mm -hmm. because, um, let's see. Yeah, they're they're just talking about how they go back and forth a lot on on like how they send ideas to each other. And um, but it didn't say anything about what the dialogue. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And I think that's deliberate. It's supposed to be. Um, something you don't understand. And that's a big part of Vaporwave. It's uh, Western people, for the most part, making uh, music 
in the language of Japanese or Chinese or um, whatever is aesthetically pleasing to them. And, you know, it's not about what's being said. It's the fact that that is being said at all. And um, to me, I think that conversation uh, has just wrapped up. It's sort of the climax of uh, the narrative I've been feeling throughout the album. And once again, um, this is just my interpretation, guys. Like, this is not my definitive saying of what this album is about this is just how this is just the journey i'm taking on as i go through this album and you know some people when they listen to music they don't really go this deep i guess but uh for me when i do close listens i like the i like for the music to take me away and i hope that you guys sort of listen to this music in the same way too because i think you can get a lot more out of it when you close listen and let it take you away um like a uh, on a journey uh, on a virtual journey so um um i believe we have do we have one or, or two more tracks brandon we have one more track and it is the title of the album birth of a new day atarashi he no tanjo
And that is the finale of the album Birth of a New Day by 2814 with the track Birth of a New Day. That, to me, was a very bittersweet conclusion to our journey here. Um, it is the fastest track on the album, which is a very refreshing um, feeling uh, after going through a lot of slow-moving tracks, or at least, um, I don't know if, if it's fast tempo-wise, but there's definitely some some more subdivisions going on in this track that, that gives it more of a, um, a, a, a heartbeat, I guess. And uh, this this album is in the in the the framework of the story I was uh, I had in my mind. It's it is the beginning of a new day. The the sun has come up. Um, there is now a a sense of purpose uh, that I personally feel living in this city, and it is it comes from um, my uh, my lover, uh, my once distant my once distant lover, but now my current. Um, lover who I have met through through a, a telepathic uh, means in the subway station, and so we we both leave the subway station, uh, t- both feeling alive, both finding um, emotion in a in a place with no emotion, and you know that to me comes off through through the sounds of the of the naturalistic elements uh, like water. Uh, there is no naturalistic element in in this album not a single one and given that the, this the setting of this uh this album is a is a city or at least it paints it out to be a city uh it's a big deal when when natural elements come in in the album floral shop there was an element of of nature in it and i think um i've talked about this a lot but water is a very uh big trope in vaporwave it's a it's an ongoing trope and i think a lot of it has to do i guess with the uh the aesthetic and the and the the beauty of it but i also think that vaporwave is a very digital it's a very digital genre and anytime you introduce water it is uh quite the opposite of of anything digital and it grounds the sound in in more in more real world uh terms i guess and uh, you know, it's just something to keep keep in mind whenever you hear water in vaporwave. Water uh, symbolizes, I guess, a a longing for for reality. Um, um, whenever it comes up, and I, I was very surprised to hear that in this album, especially at the end. And I think there's something cathartic about that. There's something very releasing and and pleasing about that. Um, uh, there's some echoing sounds uh, that are a little un- uncomfortable, just like there were in the beginning of the album, and it's. To me, that symbolizes a reminder that, you know, although I have found purpose and I have found emotion, the rest of the city hasn't, even though it is a new day and it is sunny. And I feel like although the sun is up and there are no more neon lights, it is the day, it is a morning, it is the new dawn, it is raining. So you don't quite get the beauty of a sun peering over a city. You get light in the sky, but you still get rain, which is a a miserable... um, miserable wet uh typically a miserable weather uh to be in when it's daytime it's the worst possible well it's not the worst possible but you know you don't feel happy necessarily when it's raining outside in the middle of the day and so that's what i mean by a a bittersweet ending it's you know me and my lover have gone through a very um very transformative journey uh in the late nights in the city together 
and we are now together and we're ready to face um this this evil world um that you know has not uh that has forgotten how to feel and i think that's a very great way to end an album of this nature um there is a little bit of hope in it it's not completely bleak um unlike the proto vapor albums that we've listened in on this show where it's just all bleak i like how this um album uses that bleakness with a little bit of hints of hope and a little bit of hints of of uh emotion and um I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I have to say this is a this is a pretty good album. I think it deserves to be one of the best-selling Bandcamp albums. It gives Vaporwave a good name. It shows what you can do with this genre. It shows you that it, um this 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 genre is more than just slowing down music and making samples and and appealing to nostalgia. You can actually create a a a a story, I guess, or a a setting in which you can place yourself and it it really is a place you can escape to. And so that is the entire album. That is Birth of a New Day uh, by 2814. Thank you so much for sailing along with me. Um, it really means a lot that you can uh, set sail in into this strange world with me and Brandon. If you haven't, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at The Virtual Ocean. We post daily aesthetic art. So if you want to flavor up your Instagram feeds, if you want some something um nice to look at aside from uh you know your friends posting all their life highlights every single day if you want to break from that go ahead and follow the virtual ocean on instagram we post some great art on there we like to plug all our vaporwave artists a big part of vaporwave is the visuals and with this podcast you're only getting the audio which is also beautiful but if you want to get the full experience the the full exploration of the virtual ocean go ahead and follow us on instagram uh, feel free to give us a an honest review on um, on iTunes. Um, I'm not gonna beg for a five star because I don't I don't like to operate on that policy. Go ahead and drop what, what you like about this podcast. Um, we would love to hear what you what you think. And um, this is the end of episode four. Thank you for making it through with us. And we are heading back to our ship. And we will set sail once again in a couple weeks. And we will explore a new subgenre of vaporwave. Once again, I'm your host, J.Ram, my fellow host, Brandon, here as well. And we will see you in the next episode. Goodbye, everybody.